Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. We have a great podcast series for you guys this week. It's called How to List 22 Homes in 2022. Now, obviously, if you're listening to this in 2023 or beyond, it still is relevant because what we're going to coach and train you guys how to do on this podcast, which will last four or five days, the series will, you know, Monday through Friday, then you're going to be able to apply the information that you learn. And I also want to remind you that you definitely want to be pivoting all your best energies towards becoming a listing agent immediately, urgently, like you should have done a long time ago. Five or six years ago when Julie and I on this very podcast were uh, doing our best to convince you that the dawn of buyer's agency uh, might be here. And now that sounds very dramatic and for some of you it will be very dramatic, but let me emphasize something that is happening right now. And uh, you know, you check this out over on Inman and, or just hit the fire up the Google machine. But right now, Realogy is in the process, and Realogy is the largest real estate brokerage. It's the holding company that owns pretty much like Century 21, Coldwell Banker, Prudential, ERA. And by agent count, if you add all the agents and all the different uh, brands that they own, they're the largest by quite a margin. So if you, uh, Realogy is now lobbying NAR and trying to get NAR to change the rules that's uh, mandating that the buyer agent commission is an automatic, Julie and I say entitlement, but let's just say automatically included um, in the buyer, uh, essentially in the, in the listing process. Now, let me just break that down. Here's what's really happening. The competitive pressures in the marketplace are going to start making buyer's agent commissions um, something the buyer's agents are going to have to learn how to negotiate for with their buyers. The buyer's agents are going to have to start convincing the buyers why the buyers should be paying not just their down payment and normal buying closing costs, but also paying the actual buyer's agent's fee. And the belief is that's obviously going to draw more buyers who don't have the ability to come up with more than just their you know necessary lending requirement, uh, down payment monies and whatnot. The, those who cannot afford to pay a buyer's agent will go directly to the listing agent um, you know, personally, I think buyer's agency is a blessing for the real estate industry, but market forces in a very ultra competitive seller's market are going to dictate that there's going to be some uh, compressions of margins. And I, and Julie and I have been doing our best over a long period of time to convince you guys it was definitely going to happen on the buyer agent side, not on the listing agent side. And that is indeed what's happening. Well, so in other words, just to summarize what you guys should be paying attention to, and of course we will be reporting on and keeping you in the loop. Right now, and I, I say this because some of them are freshly licensed and they don't, you know, have the whole story. Right now, your assumption is if it is listed in the MLS and you are a buyer's agent, that you will be paid. Now, not all MLSs are the same. The commission rate is not always the same. But generally, it hasn't been, let's say, an option whether you're paid or not or whether it's negotiable or not. That's what's on the table right now. So pay attention. Now, one thing that we know for sure, no matter what happens is... The listing agent always wins. Well, that's really the bottom line. That's the reason we're trying to urge these guys to become listing agents. And that's the reason that the focus of our coaching business, really the intense focus of our coaching business for the last five or six years has really been trying to get these guys to be listing agents. Because here's the other thing that's going to happen this year. And you guys can go back and listen to our past podcasts on our predictions. There is going to be a lot of market consternation, let's say. Mm -hmm. There are going to be a lot of... Um, 
this is going to be the market. Uh, this is going to be the year that people are going to look back upon and realize that it was the market that it was a shifting market, and it's all because of inflation. Inflation and the government's reaction to it. Uh, it's easy to meander into politics with these topics, which we will not do, which we hardly ever do on the show. But the moral of the story is: is there anytime there's a lot of um, fear? And there's a lot of worry and there's a lot of all those types of emotions that enter into the market. The first people that drop out are the buyers. So right now, you try to find a new source that's not talking about raising mortgage rates. Try to find a new source that's not talking about there's going to be three or four you know, interest rate hikes this year. By the way, all the interest hikes together are only going to equate about one percentage point. So just keep that in mind too. In other words, a lot of to do about nothing at the end of the day. It's still going to be a great time to buy a home, even though houses definitely seem to be, well, they are compared to historical measures, they're definitely inflated. Um, and you're also going to see more inflation. Uh, remember, Goldman Sachs is predicting that home values across the country are going to increase by 16% in 2022. And it was even double digits into 2023. So keep all this in mind that even if interest rates go up by a point, that buyer is most likely going to you know, wish they would have purchased even at a higher interest rate and a higher payment because they're rents are going to continue to increase. So it's still a great time to buy, even though it necess doesn't necessarily feel that way. But the moral of the story, big picture that you need to be focusing on is when there are any kind of gyrations in anything, global politics, you know, any kind of anything, buyers will hit the pause button. Interest rates, and this is again, this is a midterm election year. You don't think uh, the news cycles are going to be just uh, a wash of negative news. Of course they are. Uncertainty means people tend to sit on their decisions a bit longer. Exactly. And this always goes back to um, something that is, you know, it's fundamental to understanding why you want to be a listing agent is there's no such, like, give me an example of listeners. And I want you to do this out loud or, you know, if you're in a group of people listening to us on your earbuds, you know what? Do it out loud anyway. Let them know. Let them think you're crazy. So um, here's the question I have for you. Give me an example of a buyer that has to buy. Seriously, I want you to give me an example of a home buyer that has, not a commercial, not an investor, not a someone who's reinvesting because they just sold something and tax deferred and all the rest of it. I want you to give me an example of a buyer that has to buy. Go ahead. Well, here's what they'll try to say. I have a buyer whose lease is ending and or I have a buyer who, and I know you said don't count investors, but uh, they have to do a 1031 exchange. Well, so guys, listen, the tenant can always release or lease someplace else. And that is what they're going to do. The uh, There's no such thing as a buyer that has to buy because they can always stay where it's, say it's an existing owner and they were in the buying mode before, upgrade, downgrade, whatever. And now they're just going to stay put. They're not, what happens is when there's fear of any variety in the, uh, in the marketplace, buyers are the first ones to check out. Now, here's where you, most of you are going to have a problem. You're rolling into this year and you have no momentum on the listing side or very little momentum on the listing side and you're planning on just buying buyer leads or you're planning on doing something focused on base buyer lead generation and you will start out and it's going to feel well everything's you know you're going to feel okay i got momentum i've got five or six buyers or i'm buying buyer leads or you know you're not focusing on your net so you're not realizing you're not making any real money from these buyer leads but let's just say you can emotionally and intellectually see there's a handful of transactions on your horizon from the buyers that um, are on your list now what happens is those buyers decide to change uh, direction they're going to say to you, or maybe they won't say to you, this is what buyers
buyers typically do. They just start ghosting you. They don't return your calls, your emails, your texts. They stop uh, showing a lot of interest. And then midsummer rolls around, and then all of a sudden they are completely checked out for all the reasons that most you know people go on vacations, people getting ready for the things that happen towards the end of the year. You guys get it? And just remember I told you this. The first interest rate hike is supposed to happen in March. Midterms are happening in November. You're going to see such an avalanche of things that are going to cause people to feel emotionally fragile, um, especially those that are on the margins as far as being able to purchase a house. They will choose to continue to be tenants. Now, I'll give you a real personal example of that. Julie and I have dozens of rental properties. Um, and we can see the number of people that stay put in our rental properties uh, and the numbers that decide to buy a house or whatever, it, it's really dependent on the types of emotional things we just rattled off to you. It's very, very predictable. And it doesn't matter if it's single families or multifamilies, people follow the same pattern. When they feel fear, they decide to essentially, you know, pull up, do pull nothing, up, do Wait. nothing. Wait, exactly. See how it goes. And that's what's going to happen this year. Guaranteed. Now, in addition to that, I'm doing my best to convince you guys to listen to this content that we have prepared for you this week. How am I doing so far? <laughs> so in addition to that, you're going to have a lot of downward pressure on buyer's agents' commissions. Quite literally, buyer's agents' commissions are going to have downward pressure where uh, uh, the co-ops are going to be um, significantly less. We're not talking about rates, right? But they're going to be significantly less than they've been historically. Uh, and we, again, have talked endlessly on this podcast how we've seen different brokerages that are uh, essentially testing what the bottom is that they can pay. Well, the, most of the builders have already cut agents out. Yeah, completely. There's some proof for you. Right. Well, okay. So let's just, you know, throw people under the bus that should be thrown <laughs> under the bus. Yeah. Our good friends over at Zillow, mm -hmm. wink, wink. So they were uh, testing, and we saw this from coaching clients. We Coaching clients were sending us examples. In Arizona and Florida, and this was the year before last or maybe last year, I don't Sometime remember. Sometime last year, early where, last year, where, I think. Where they were testing out how low they can go on buyer agent commissions before they saw any kind of negative market ramp, you know, uh, essentially the, the house not sell as fast or whatever. And the interest, or I'm sorry, the um, commission rate that they uh, figured out was the lowest they could go was less than 2%. Yeah. Uh, you don't think all it these... It was nearly down to 1%. Right. You don't think all these other companies are going to start doing the same thing? And this wasn't a secret, by the way. Zillow even published reports about this. That, got, that they were specifically testing it quarter by quarter. This was like a whole analytical thing that they did on purpose. And most of you, again, hopefully, again, you're realizing the fallacy in uh, being primarily a buyer's agent. Most of you don't even know how to self-generate your own buyer leads. You've been buying buyer leads, either buying buyer leads from some sort of aggregator like a portal, like Zillow, for example, Realtor.com, or one of the other billions of people that are trying to sell you buyer leads, or you've been trying to lead generate themself, your, yourself through digital advertising and whatnot. But again, here's going to be the challenge. That stuff has become largely oversaturated. What does that mean? It means that a buyer lead is not exclusive to you. Anyone who's been in the game long enough knows that. You are competing uh, for that buyer lead, not just from the same portal or same source selling that buyer lead to multiple agents, which happens all the time, right? Duh. But also because that same buyer is going to be uh, essentially going to different uh, sources, different portals. Maybe they fill out a form on the the biggies like Realtor.com and they fill out a form on Zillow and then they fill out a form on some other website. And the next thing you know, there's 
you know, five, six, ten different agents who have bought that buyer lead, who are now chasing that same buyer lead, and you guys can see that's essentially oversaturation. Well, I laugh because that also assumes the buyer is both motivated and qualified, right? So you could be chasing something that doesn't even really have any value to your business. And you have There's these, so many things that this is fraught with. hundred percent. And you just brought up something like how many of you guys have these big CRMs, these big databases, and you've created this false sense of security because you've been dripping on them and you've been sending them emails and videos and all the rest of it. And you pridefully say, oh, I can tell this person opened up this email and this person read this. That didn't mean Jack. You guys have conceptually got to wrap your minds around this one single prevailing idea. Leads have no value. A lead has no value, especially now because there's the leads are so oversaturated. They're so literally oversold. So leads have no value. A pre-qualified motivated lead has value, but even that a pre-qualified motivated buyer lead is rather dubious compared to a pre-qualified motivated listing lead. Because sellers oftentimes do actually have to sell unlike buyers who do not ever actually have to buy. And there you go is a great pivot for us to finish that point. Thank mm-hmm. you. So give me an example listeners of a seller that has to sell. That's easy. Lots of them, right? Right. Yes. So shall we go through the list? Well, but let's... Yeah, I mean, so... Explanation mark at the end of this before we go to the list. Yes, that's right. So sellers who have to sell. The ones who really, really have to sell are sellers who no longer can afford the payment. They can't refinance. They lost their job. Fill in the blank. Whatever reason, maybe the rate adjusted, but they can't uh, any longer afford it. They don't want to be foreclosed on. That probably won't even be a short sale in today's market, but they do have to sell. In other words, keeping the house is no longer an option, and there's, that's the filter to run it through. There's tons of people in contract have to sell their old house. There's people that basically inherit a property. Relocating. They're relocating. There's so many great examples, and we're going to give Probate. you- Exactly. We're going to give you some of these examples uh, on the podcast series this week. And I want you to notice the recurring theme about every one of these things we're going to tell you. It does take skill to pursue them, which you can learn. But most of these lead sources cost you nothing. Mm -hmm. And most, if not all, these lead sources have no referral fee attached to them. Because as hard as these lovely people over at the tech companies have tried, (laughs) they have not been able to disintermediate or remove listing agents from the equation. Yes. And actually, you bring up an interesting point in all of these 12 sources that we're going to go through during the week. Okay, so this is a multi-part podcast on this topic. I believe that you could uh, execute all of them without spending any money. And really, this gets down to your skill set. So I did these particular 12 sources on purpose because they don't have referral fees attached. They don't have sign-up fees attached, any of that kind of stuff. So we're going to sell you. uh, Hopefully, we sold you on the fragility uh, of being a buyer's agent as your primary source of business. If last year and the years before haven't convinced you of it, also understand that there, uh, Julie and I have not predicted, nor has anyone else, that there's going to be an increase in inventory uh, or a decrease in buyer demand. So what you've been experiencing, most of you in your entire uh, real estate careers, is going to be intensified by the onslaught of negative news, the uh, fear yes. of rising interest rates, you guys getting what you- Inflation you, and all the rest. Right, you picking yeah. up what we're putting down here, folks? So be a listing agent. If many of you, thousands of you, this is the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate agents in the United States, and we're listened to in over 60 different countries. And I know statistically that uh, on our typical podcast, uh, we might have, you know, 
we have tens of thousands, but on a really good podcast, we'll have 50,000. So there are 50,000 of you potentially that are listening that are not um, taking action on what we're telling you. You're listening to us because we're giving you little pearls and little bits of information that are motivating you, but you're not actually going to the next step and becoming coaching clients. You guys got to ask yourselves, why are you procrastinating? And I know the answer because you think you can figure it out on your own by essentially watching a bunch of YouTube coaches or going to different Facebook groups. Why are you wasting time doing all that if you can just follow a proven plan and become a coaching client? The easiest way for you to do that is just go over to our main website, um, well, I'll give you an easier way. If you text the word Harris to 47372, text the word Harris to 47372, you're going to be uh, given the real estate treasure map. And your real estate treasure map is your fill-in-the-blank business plan. We're going to be integrating that into a lot of what we're talking about today and the rest of the week. But also, you're going to be entitled to a free coaching call, and you can schedule yourself for your free coaching call that way. Now, if you don't want to go through texting and waiting, by the way, uh, data and message rates may apply because you're sending a text, right? But if you want to skip that step, just go over to our main website, timandjulieharris.com, and sign up for Premier Coaching. It's the first option on the pull down under coaching. And just sign up. All the information is right there. You can join for around $100 a month if you use one of our most popular payment options. So just go ahead and take action on that. So as you're uh, listening to us today and the rest of this week, and you're thinking, all right, what do I do now? Tim and Julie have 100% convinced me to become a listing agent. We've made it very easy for you to join our coaching program for as little as a around $100 a month. It's a no-brainer for all of you. So some of you who are shuffling through all your leads and your emails that you're getting uh, people trying to sell you stuff, why don't you set aside all that malarkey and why don't you focus on building the skill set that's going to be essentially evergreen for the rest of your career and that's called being a listing agent. That's exactly it. So how to list 22 homes in 2022. Let's do a little bit of math. This is where you guys get your typing hands out or you get your uh, jotting fingers out with your old school with pencil and paper. Let's do the math. What would happen if or more likely when you take 22 saleable listings in 2022, what would happen? Well, the average closing price, we're going to do some math here. Average closing price at the end of last year in the U.S. was 408.8, which in itself is incredible. Was that really true? Yeah, I looked it up right as I was writing this. 408,800. That's, That's the average, right? So let's use 400,000 just to keep but the math easy. This is the reason I'm surprised by that because I yeah. remember mid last year where the average was in the, like 355. I know. I remember I was like 328 first that, quarter. But right yeah. there, I mean, for people who are not understanding that inflation is real, that's real. That's incredible. I, well, just in the several days since I wrote this, it's more than 4088, I'm well, sure. Well, I mean, we have <laughs> right? to take a pause here yeah. just because this has never happened before in our lifetimes. Mm -hmm. And between the two of us, we lived over 100 years. Oh, thanks for reminding me of that. <laughs> yeah, but, but seriously, it's never, this is not normal, guys. But Jules, do this. All right, so if you're saying, I'm going to pull out a calculator. If you're saying the average sale price, <laughs> that is kind of funny. So you and I have lived over 100 okay. years. That is kind of funny. Uh, uh, are you going to add 16% probably? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Okay, so guys, you, with calculators, 408.8 plus 16%. By the end of this year, that number is going to be 474.208, which well, is astonishing. Well, let's just take a half step back just to emphasize the point we were making before by the, uh, regarding the fact that even though interest rates are higher, it's still going to be an excellent time to buy, assuming you could afford the payment. Even if interest right. rates creep up to, to a point where, let's say, four, what, do you, what would you reckon that payment would be? Two grand, probably. Probably. Yeah, two Maybe grand. Maybe 2300 Yeah, 2300 somewhere, somewhere like in there. So that... Yeah, but remember, too, as this goes up, so does a down payment. 
Right. Well, the exact, but that's 475 yes. at the end of the year, right? Yeah, probably. For if the average right now is say 408. When I'm the point I'm trying to make is during the course of this year, your that house will hypothetically appreciate by 65,000, okay? If you go and buy yeah. that house, yeah. okay, you can see what I'm doing here, yep. right? Let's say you're all in with taxes and, and let's say there's an HOA, it's 2,500 a month. Yep. That means that on that one house that someone would buy today, what they think might be a, a higher than reasonable interest rate and a higher than reasonable price to pay, they're actually going to make, thir they're going to be at $30,000 ahead by the end of this year. Just because they bought it. Just because they bought it. And after all of those payments and taxes and that, HOA. That's what we're so, saying. So the point is that wait does not actually create an advantage to those buyers. And really, if we go from three point something to four point something, seriously, this is not the end of the world. I know some of you guys think that, but that's still an outrageously low interest rate. Let me walk you guys through that, how Julie and I did that. We took the current average price, which is 4088. We added 16%. That equals 475. Then Julie and I estimated, and it's probably fairly accurate, that if you were to borrow money to buy even a $475,000 house, which is what we based our hypothetical payment Correct. on, not 408, yep. which if they bought today, the payment would even, even be less. less right? Yeah. But we assumed the payment all in would be $2,500 a month. $2,500 times 12 is $30,000, and the appreciation on said house was over $60,000. So if someone bought this year because of the, you guys can call it appreciation, I call it inflation because it is inflation, because the inflation that's in the marketplace place, the, that buyer that bought today is going to be ahead of the market in a year by $30,000 just this year. Now, yep. here's how the pisser of it all. Rents in many markets now are typically you bought because a payment was less or the same as rents. But what's happening now, because there's not enough inventory for buyers to choose from, rents are now starting to surpass what the, uh, um, the payment purchase. would be with like you know 10% down on a, on that house. For the reasons that Julie said, because people don't have, in the case of 12 months from now, $50,000 to put down in a house. So they're going to keep renting. Had they purchased... Um, now, at, and say at $2,500 a month, they'd probably be saving towards the end of the year at least maybe $800 or $1,000 a month versus what they're going to pay in rent. That is what happens in these inflationary times. Be clear about that in your head. That's right. So let's just take today's 4088. We're going to make it 400000 to keep the math easy to figure out for those of you who are driving, for example. But on average, that's going to gross the listing agent listing agent about 12000 Now, let's say that the net profit to that listing agent is about 9600 on that transaction after fees. So 9600 net times 22 sold listings equals 115200 so that's the value on average. Now, adjust for your own average net commission to you. Those of you who have been in business a while, you know what that is or you should. If you're new to the business, you can use the average for your area times those 22 listings and you're, you're all going to end up about the same. So you are you went from 12,000, which I know what you're doing there. Yep. Why did you go to 9,600? I think I took 80% uh, or something off. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. Mean, so you're assuming there's going to be a uh, essentially an adjusted yes. cost per transaction of roughly They're going to pay their broker something. They're going to have some costs right. associated. Then this is if they didn't buy the lead. Now, if they bought the lead it's and worse. they're paying some sort of stupid onerous buyer, uh, buyer referral fee from one of these you know, goofball companies online, which you guys should not be doing. Hopefully you've made that clear. Buyer leads are the easiest thing to generate ever, especially when you're a listing agent. We're going to give yep. you ideas on how to do that. 
but yes. Uh, well, they- so I made my math assuming that they're following our 12 lead generators, which does not require them to pay any exorbitant referral fees or buying buyer lead fees. So, we'll, and we'll get to that later in the week. So let's say that we're at 115200 Again, adjust for your own numbers, but we've got to start somewhere here. So that's a good reason that 115200 in income, that's a good reason to list and sell 22 homes in 2022. But that's less than two deals per month. We're going to show you 12 ways to create those listings during this week's podcast series. But before we do that, let's think even bigger. Let's say that each of those 22 listings, because we know this is true, produces at least one closable buyer or another listing, you might say, and or another listing in the same neighborhood, which is entirely likely when you follow our proven systems. This would turn your 22 listings into 44 closings. Again, the 22 listings plus at least one transaction uh, per listing that it generates. So that's 9,600 times 44. That now makes your income at least 422,400. So this is why they want to list 22 homes in 2022. Well, let's give them an example now mm-hmm. uh, of a coaching client. A lot of our coaching clients come to us lacking direction. They feel by essentially like they're, you know, I've just had a visualization of a one of these modern artworks where it's just someone <laughs> threw a bunch of paint on a, you know, canvas and sells sure. it for abstract. Uh, abstract, right? So many of these guys' thinking is very abstract. They mm-hmm. lack clear d- uh, direction and definition sure. as far as what they be sh- should be focusing on. So here's what you should be focusing on. I'll make it very very simple for you. And you guys can try to debate this and, you know, where and, and, and with whomever you'd like to. But what I'm about to tell you is irrefutable. It is a real estate law of nature. You've got a list to last. In addition to that, if you want to remove the insanity and remove and a- add in freedom and profitability into your business and personal life, you've got to be a listing agent. Julie just gave you the fundamentals of the plan. But here's the o- overarching thing, theme. In your real estate business, you only have to get good at a handful of things. By a handful, I mean arguably four things. Proactive lead generation, pre-qualifying, presenting, and negotiating. In a market like this, not even really negotiating. That's the reason I said three or four, not four, because you guys can put a house that needs work that's overpriced in the market and it's going to sell with competing offers. In a normal market, negotiating is going to be right up there. Everything else in your real estate practice, you can choose not to do or delegate. Um, and I, that includes a lot of the things where you guys are spending most of your time. So if you're trying to understand why you're feeling this, uh, you know, uh, have the sensation of having lack of direction, it's because what you're doing with your time, even though you're doing it with the good intentions, is not what's going to put you in a position to help the most people make the most money the quickest. And intuitively, subconsciously even, you know it. So if what you're planning on doing in your real estate practice this year is not going to lead directly to taking a listing and creating a paycheck for yourself in the next 30 to 60 days or less, you should not be doing it. And I by that, I mean not doing it at all or not doing it until you don't have to do it at all, which brings me to the point I was going to make. Many of you are so burned out on working with buyers and you should be because it's in this marketplace more than ever, it is punishment. It really is. Uh, it's essentially, you guys can lose months, if not years, chasing buyers and chasing listings and never get anything. I mean, half of the uh, 
funny little memes on Instagram are from uh, <laughs> agents making fun of themselves for having wasted so much time with buyers. I know. My favorite is the, the glamorous so Barbie, oh, right? The listing agent Which is Barbie. the listing agent, and she's you know got it together with you know great hair, great makeup, and a super cool outfit. And then you have buyer agent Barbie that just looks like she's been put through the blender. <laughs> I know. But, the, but that's the nature of it. And you guys do and have a choice. It's not getting any easier. You do have a choice. You can become a listing agent. You don't have to wait for someone to tap you on the shoulder and tell you it's time for you to be a buyer agent or I'm sorry listing agent you don't have to wait for a certain amount of time in the marketplace you just simply have to develop the skill set to become a listing agent and that's what we do at our coaching company that is our primary focus because here's the you know magic number formula which we uh, give to you in the real estate treasure map and if you want that just text the word Harris to 47372 text the word Harris to 47372 and remember message and data rates may apply but here's really the punchline to all of this when you actually are uh, a listing agent you then will have your entire workday focused on getting to and then maintaining your magic number of listings and that's what we call the magic number formula which is one of the real core focuses of the real estate treasure map your magic number is probably less than five listings at all times because things sell so fast and to Julie's earlier point the sale price is so damn high you guys are going to be blessed so let's use Julie's math if you had five listings at all times or three I, and I always have to basically try to present this to the lowest common denominator because so many yeah. of these guys have never been listing agents That's right. or consistent listing agents. Mm -hmm. So let's use the number three. Yes. You can easily take three listings if you just do 10% of what we ask you to do in the coaching program. All right. So you have three listings at all times. So if is it safe to say, listeners, that maybe one of those listings is this contract signed, maybe the seller's getting ready to put the house for sale. So that one's, it's an active listing sort of kind of, they're not starting showings for a month. You guys get the idea. Then there's another listing that it, there, and there are two other listings are active and one of them, you know, it's it just, you guys get the gist of what I'm saying. They're going to be in different stages of being for sale, but they're all listing contracts signed. I'm giving you guys all these rules because I don't want you to answer my question with the wrong answer, which is if you had three listings at all times, how many of those listings would be in contract at all times? And the answer isn't three. It's probably one. At least one. Right. Yeah. It's at least one, but it's definitely one. So if you want to make Julie's math, $115,200 in 2022, and you could scale that up or scale that down, you probably only need three listings at all times. Yes. Seriously. However, you need three listings at all times. You need three listings at all times. That means what your day is, your life is going to be, your morning schedule is going to be, your best efforts are going to be focused on launching, which is getting to three listings at all times, and then replacing the listings as they sell. There is no need for all this other malarkey and Mickey Mouse that you guys waste your time with. You can, you know, if you want to do the YouTube videos, if you want to do the Instagram stuff, if you want to do the TikTok stuff, if you want to spend a lot of time on social, that's fine, but treat it as, it, as what it really is. It is an extracurricular hobby type activity. It is not the real work of real estate. Because it does not put money in your pocket on a list of, as a listing agent in 90 days or less. Just be clear about that. How can you create enough YouTube videos that are going to make people want to list with you? Do you guys getting the not fallacy? Not predictable, not duplicatable, purely speculative. That's right. You have to wait around for maybe someday, hopefully, someone's going to like your cute video of you making cookies with your daughter. Julie and I do Instagram. Julie and I have stuff on social, but we don't expect to get business from it. We're mostly just doing it to stay in contact with all of you That's guys right. and our family and our friends. That's it. We're not expecting to generate business from it. It's the same reason that back in the day when Julie and I sold real estate, there were all these companies that were trying to sell you into the belief that you could buy your business 
through marketing, and this is pre-internet. So then it was magazines, it was postcards, it was billboards, Remember it was bus benches. House? The talking house. <laughs> it was urinal cakes. I'm not making that up. It was all this stuff that they're trying to convince you. The more you put your name out there, uh, people are going to want to do business with you. All a bunch of bullshit because at the end of the day, you in this business can simply be a proactive lead generator and pick up the phone or do some of the other things we're going to help you learn how to do in our coaching program and this week on the podcast and generate your own listing lead that costs you nothing. You do have to put in the effort. You do have to have the skill set. But when you do, guys, you have a predictable and duplicatable business. You do not. You have built your mansion on land you own. The land you own is your skill set. When you're buying business, you do you have no skill set really. You're just giving a credit card number and you do not own the land. So they could easily change the rules or the algos or they could make your life a living hell by you wake up one day and all of a sudden you're, you know, nothing makes sense. All this work you put on YouTube, um, you know, we hired somebody to help us with our YouTube videos just to put this in context, guys. And they basically started honestly, this they were being honest saying we're going to do certain things to make your videos more attractive to people that want to watch videos. But at the end of the day, understand that YouTube will probably change the rules in you know 90 to 120 days. And we're a lot of these things going to have to do them again. And that's what we've seen in our business in the past 20 years. And even when we sold real estate in the 90s, when uh, Google and whatnot came online, they change it all the time. And so all your work and all your effort just goes out the window. And this is the problem with building your mansion on land you do not own. You have to have your business based on your skills set. At the end of the day, if you do not, you will not have consistent cash flow. So Julie, anything else you want to say to these guys before we round the bend for today? Your homework is to do your own math. If you are an experienced agent and you know your average net commission to you, work that times 22 listings, times 44 transactions, figure out what that trajectory is because the rest of this week, we're going to spend showing you exactly how to do it with 12 specific lead generation sources how to work each one of them, how we're going to help you with each one of those, and removing all excuses and all barriers to making that income. And you know what? If you're somebody that has not a $400,000 average sale price, but maybe yours is $800,000, well, good for you. Work that math as well. Now it's time for you guys to get to work. While you're thinking about it, text the word Harris to 47372. Text the word Harris to 47372. Remember, message and data rates may apply. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. Remember, guys, we have thousands of past podcasts that are waiting for you on iTunes, Stitcher, and all the other major uh, podcast listening widgets. If you are on um, YouTube, if you're listening to us on any, uh, iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify, please do give us a five-star review. We really do sincerely appreciate it when you guys do that. It means a lot to us. Tells you uh, tells us that we're on track. If you guys have any show ideas or suggestions, remember you can always text me directly. And it is my real cell phone number. Do not call text. It's 512-758-0206. Just text us whatever show ideas you have to 512-758-0206. If you have any questions, any comments, any concerns, this podcast that Julie and I do every single day, every single workday, is for you to help you guys stay motivated, get you into action, and help you make this your best year ever. Now, get to work. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.